Welcome to The God Solution, a place where we discuss solid evidence for the Christian faith and interviews with leading Christian apologists. Each week, you'll be encouraged in your faith and equipped to defend it and share it in your daily life. You can find out more about The God Solution at GodSolutionShow.com. Welcome to The God Solution, where we discuss answers to humanity's questions about God and God's answers for humanity's questions. I'm Nate Herbst, and I am thrilled that you're back with us again. Well, today I wanted to talk about something that's very close to my heart. It is also apologetically oriented. We aren't just called to do apologetics with atheists. So sometimes when we do apologetics, it's easy to have that kind of approach. We're going to defend the existence of God. We're going to defend the validity of the Bible, things like that. And of course, those are important things to defend, and they're important to defend those things with all different types of people. There are times, however, when we get to share our faith with people of other faiths. You know, we have the TALL acronym and the TALL TALES acronym that is part of the best facts approach to apologetics, and the TALL explains why we reject other religions because of their theological incoherence, their ambiguous truth claims, their lack of evidence, and their lack of power to truly change lives. That is all important as far as an answer for why we don't believe in other faiths, but there are times when we are brought to great opportunities to engage others for the gospel that are from other faiths. Now, I want to talk today about reaching our Muslim friends for Christ. I know for a lot of people, this is a difficult topic for a lot of Christians. I think maybe a lot of Christians are scared. They've seen news reports about terrorism, things like that. They maybe are wary of Muslims. They maybe don't want to trust Muslims. They might think that they have some kind of uh, desire to hurt us or something like that. I get that there could be some fear, okay? I've been around the world, and I understand how maybe some people might have some of those types of fears. But I want to take our show today and ask you to put those fears on hold, to put them aside, and to just spend a few minutes with me thinking about how God might use you to reach people that desperately need to hear the good news that we have of salvation in Jesus Christ. So we're going to jump into this topic about reaching Muslims for Christ. And if you're the one that says, well, I don't know what to say, I don't know where to start, or I'm even maybe a little bit afraid to kind of take the initiative to reach out to Muslims because of some news reports I've seen or things like that, I just want to ask you to begin this time by saying, Jesus, I trust you. And I want to be used by you, however you would choose to use me. Now, right now in America, about 1% of the population is Muslim. So there are about 40,000 Muslim immigrants a year coming into the U.S. At least that's the number that came in last year. And about 1% of the population right now in the United States is Muslim. And of course, many of you travel around the world and you're going to be exposed to Muslims in many different places that you go. You cannot live your life anymore pretending like Muslims are people out there that I may or may not ever see. The reality is we are going to come face to face with Muslims all around us. The command to love our neighbor as ourself applies to the Muslims that you will come in contact with. 
When Paul talked in Athens in chapter 17 of Acts, uh, and when he said that God has determined the times and the places that we live so that people would find him, that includes where you live now and the Muslims that may be in your sphere of influence. They're going to be around you, and it's not an accident. So here's the challenge. God has put you here in a specific time and place in a sphere of influence that will increasingly include more and more Muslims. So my challenge to you is to trust the Lord that he may want to use you in some of their lives and that you have nothing to fear because you have the God of the universe that is walking with you as you follow him by faith, stepping into relationships with Muslims for God's glory. So, like I said, about 1% of the population right now in America is Muslim. That means out of about every 100 people that you cross paths with, one will probably be a Muslim. In some places, of course, those numbers might be higher than in other places. But I imagine that almost wherever you might be, there will be numerous Muslims that you have a chance to get to know and to develop a friendship with and even to share your faith with. There is a great open door for effective ministry to Muslims right now, right where we are at. A lot of missionaries around the world are risking their lives to reach Muslims in other countries. I've talked to many of them. I have friends that are in some of the most difficult countries on the planet, and some of them are literally risking their lives to share Christ with Muslims in those countries. And they do it because they love those people. They desire that none of those people would die without hearing the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. And because of their love for God and their love for those Muslims, they are compelled to go to some of the hardest places on earth and share the good news as missionaries. They are risking everything for the gospel and everything for the Muslims that they love to share with them. You and I have it much easier. We have many of those Muslims coming to our country and they live around us and they work with us and they shop in some of the same places that we shop and we have great opportunities to reach out to them in a very safe environment with very little risk. There is a great opportunity all around us to reach Muslims for Christ. Jesus said that the harvest is ripe, but the workers are few. And that is definitely the case with the Muslims that are all around us today. So I'm going to encourage you today to reach out to them, to realize that the harvest is coming to us and it's time to reach out to them with the incredible good news of the gospel. You know, all that's happened with ISIS and a lot of the other terrorist networks over the past several years has created a hunger for God among Muslims. In fact, many are converting to Christianity and seeking Jesus because of what they've seen. Some of them are just rejecting Islam. I have a former Muslim friend that has rejected Islam. He's kind of secretive about that because he doesn't want retribution from family and friends. But the reality that he said in his own words is when I look at Islam, I see what the Quran tells us to do. And I realize that that is wrong, so I left Islam. That was what he said in his own words. Well, that same thing has happened over and over and over again. I have another Muslim friend that said, all of us have seen true Islam. 
when we look at these terrorists. Uh, a lot of people share those convictions, and what I'm telling you is that is creating an openness among Muslims to consider faith outside of Islam. It's time to reach out to them with the love of Jesus Christ, knowing that they're already questioning their own faith as a result of a lot of the terrorism that we've seen around the world. So instead of going, I'm scared that they might hurt me, maybe we could say, I love them and I want to share the hope that I have in Christ, knowing that they probably are questioning things. Listen, terrorism doesn't just affect us. I have Muslim friends who have had loved ones murdered by terrorists. So terrorism has affected them as well. And they too are living in fear. And some of them are looking for the hope that you have. Let's be ambitious about sharing that hope with them. So God is doing a great work among Muslims all around the world. A great book that I encourage you to read is A Wind in the House of Islam by David Garrison. Again, that's A Wind in the House of Islam by David Garrison. It's incredible what's going on around the world right now. David Garrison kind of goes through statistics, and he's a meticulous researcher, and he shows that between 700 and 1900, over 1,200 years, there were only about two movements of Muslims to Christianity. He defines a movement as a 1,000 baptized converts or 100 church plants. And over that 1,200-year period after Muhammad, there were only two movements of either a 1,000 baptized converts or 100 church plants in all the world in Islam, from Islam to Christianity. From 1900 to 2000, there were 11 more movements that met those criteria of a 1,000 baptized converts or 100 new church plants. Between 2000 and 2014, when the book was written, there were 69 new movements. This is unbelievable. In other words, five times as many movements in the first 14 years of this century compared to the last 1,300 years before it. And some of those movements are much greater than 1,000 baptized converts. The movement in Iran has well over a million converts. So what I'm telling you is that there is a great move of God among Muslims all around the world. There was even a famous Al Jazeera television broadcast, this is about a decade ago, maybe a little bit more, where a Muslim cleric on Al Jazeera claimed that 16,000 Muslims a day were converting to Christianity. Now, I don't know where he got that statistic, but it is further corroboration of what many of us in ministry know, and that's that Muslims across the planet are turning to Jesus in record numbers. One big phenomenon that's been a part of that, that's been reported by many different Christian denominations, is that Muslims around the planet are having dreams and visions of Jesus that are bringing them to a point of decision about Jesus and Christianity. I've met numerous Muslim converts. Nearly every single one that I have met had dreams and visions of Jesus before they converted to Christianity. It's unbelievable. I have a friend that's a missionary in an extremely closed Muslim country. I asked him how many of the people that he has seen come to Christ had visions of Jesus before converting. He said, without thinking about it for a second, every single person that he has seen convert to Christianity had some kind of dream or vision of Christ beforehand. 
So I want you to know Jesus is at work in this population. Jesus is already there. So let's join him in what he's already doing around the world. Let's partner with him in this great opportunity of reaching out to Muslims with the great news of salvation in Jesus Christ. Another reason that doors are opening for the gospel around the Muslim world is the translation of God's word, the Bible, into their languages. Many Muslims don't speak Arabic, so they don't understand the Quran, and they've never been able to read it. However, when they get the Bible in their language, they are able to read the Bible, and that shows them the truth of the gospel in their own language. So, this is a wonderful time to be sharing the gospel with Muslims. Great things are happening all around the planet, and the harvest truly is very ripe. But the workers, like Jesus said in Matthew 9:37, are the limiting factor. The workers are few. So it's time for us to step into the harvest that's going on around the planet and say, God, I'm willing to be a worker. So my challenge to you today, as you listen, is to accept God's call to reach out to Muslim friends around you with the gospel and to take the initiative. You might not have any Muslim friends, but I'm sure they're around you. So my challenge today is to decide to take the initiative to reach the mission field that has come to your neighborhood. I'm going to give you 10 great ways that you can reach Muslims for Christ in your sphere of influence. I practice all 10 of these with my Muslim friends. I got to have coffee with one of my Muslim friends yesterday. We've had dinner with other ones in the last couple weeks. And I am doing each of these things that I'm going to ask you to start doing. So there's no teaching without application here. I'm trying to do each of these things as well. And I've had incredible joy in my walk with God as I've stepped out in faith and done these things. So let me tell you about 10 different ways that you can reach out to Muslims in your sphere of influence with the truth of the gospel. Number one, go where they go and take the initiative to meet them. Most of us feel a little uncomfortable reaching out to people that are different than us. Combine that with some of the fear that we might have because of some of the stories that we've seen in the news, and you get a situation where most Christians don't have a single Muslim friend. That is not acceptable. They're coming to us. Let's take the initiative to meet them and to reach out to them with love. I encourage you, go where they go and take the initiative to meet them. You might go to restaurants that they go to. My wife and I went out to a Middle Eastern restaurant recently on one of our dates. Actually, we've done that twice on two different dates. We did that instead of going to Applebee's intentionally so that we could meet Muslims there and potentially share the gospel with them. Go to Middle Eastern grocery stores and check out some of the foods. They have delicious foods, by the way. Try some dolmas. They're a personal favorite. But go where they shop, and you might have opportunities to meet them there. My challenge is to take the initiative to meet Muslims in your area to be able to begin loving relationships with them. If you're afraid to do this, I encourage you, trust God. He's put you here at this time and in this place for this very reason. Trust him with your fear and decide to step out of that fear, trusting God, building intentional relationships with Muslims in your area. And do this in a way that really shows them love and respect. 
a lot of people in our country might not have showed them love and respect. We had one Muslim over a few years ago to see the Super Bowl with us. He said he'd never been invited into an American home, even though he'd been here for two years. That is not acceptable. Let's start inviting them into our homes. We reached out to another Muslim. I, I went and sat down with him in a cafeteria. I said, hey, can I sit down next to you? And he said, yes. He said it was the first time an American had done something like that with him. I encourage you, please take the initiative to show them love, to show them respect, and to intentionally build relationships with them. That goes into the second step that I'm encouraging you with today, and that's to build and maintain friendships with Muslims around you. Don't just evangelize them. Get to know these people. Build some friendships with them. You have a lot of common values between the two of you. They might feel like certain behaviors that are common in America are sinful, just like you do. So you have a lot of common ground that can lend itself to friendship. Build some friendships with these people, trusting God to use those friendships to help them experience him. So build friendships that are based on respect and love. Really get to know them. Have them over for dinner. Have them over for fun. Like I said, many of them have never been invited into an American home. That's not acceptable. If they invite you to their place, go visit their place. Bring them flowers when you go. Show them that you care about them as people. Love their food. Accept their gifts. Get to know them. Learn about their country. Learn about their culture. Learn about their language. Learn about their customs. Show them that you really care. And don't just do it because this is your job. Do it because you actually love them the way Jesus loves them. Listen, help them if they need help. If you are a foreigner in a foreign land, there's a good chance that you'll need help. I've been a foreigner in a foreign land all around the planet, and I've often needed help from locals. If your Muslim friends need help, please help them. If they need rides, try to give it to them. If they need to learn English, try to teach them. If they need to borrow a car, lend them a car. If they need home repair help, help them with home repairs. Please build and maintain friendships with the Muslims that God brings into your path. So number one, go where they go and take the initiative to meet them. Number two, build and maintain friendships with them. Number three, talk openly about faith and the gospel. Most people don't realize this, but Muslims have an incredibly high view of Jesus, and they're familiar with faith topics. They talk about faith all the time. So meet them right where they're at. Don't feel like you have to beat around the bush for a hundred years before you talk about Jesus. Talk about faith. Ask questions. Share answers. Talk about your testimony. Be open about your faith. Ask good questions. Read Greg Kokel's book, Tactics, about how to use questions in evangelistic conversations. You guys, be respectful as you talk openly about faith. Please, don't bring up weird topics as you try to reach them for Christ. Don't say things like, what do you think about terrorism? <laughs> Obviously, that's going to make it very awkward, very weird, and it's going to show them that you don't trust them as friends. Talk openly about faith, but be respectful and keep your conversations Jesus-focused. Okay, number four, give them a Bible and encourage them to read it. 
David Garrison tells us in his book, A Wind in the House of Islam, that most of these movements to Christ came on the heels of those people getting God's word in their own languages. So please, give people the Bible. You might even tell them that the Quran tells them that God gave several parts of the Old Testament, that God gave the Gospels and other parts of the New Testament for them to read. The Quran corroborates that they should read the Bible. So give them a Bible and ask them to read it. Show them that you respect the Bible when you give it to them. And then trust the power of God's word to reach them. Number five, get to know where they're coming from. You might visit a mosque with one of your Muslim friends. I've done that. They will take that as a huge sign of respect. And be authentic in it. Want to learn about them. Read the Quran. I've read the Quran in English, of course. I haven't read it in Arabic. I don't speak Arabic. But that shows a level of respect to the Muslims that you engage. So get to know where they're coming from. Number six, learn and share some apologetics. Don't just go in blind. I beg you to read No God But One by Nabil Qureshi. And as you think about Nabil, he just died a few weeks ago. Please continue praying for his young family that God would be with them and fill them with peace, and for his Muslim parents, that they would come to know the truth of the gospel. Please read No God But One by Nabil Qureshi. This is a great book that shows you the flaws with the Quran, the flaws in Islam, and the irrefutable evidence for Christianity. As you share apologetics with your Muslim friends, make sure to focus on the evidence for the resurrection. You could read some of Dr. Gary Habermas's stuff for more on that. But the resurrection of Jesus really sets Christianity apart from Islam and every other religion. Don't just pound your Muslim friends with those facts. Most of them are completely unaware of the discrepancies in the Quran. Most of them have never been told of the validity of the Bible. So as you share apologetics with them, do it in a respectful way. Maybe ask questions. I've heard that the third leader after Muhammad, Uthman, burned all the different versions of the Quran and kept only one. Have you heard about that? Is that true? Ask questions and let them do a little research on their end. Most of them have never heard that. So please, learn your apologetics and then share in a respectful way that uses questions rather than just attacking them. Maybe research some resources that deal with Bart Ehrman. Okay, if you go to GodSolutionShow.com, you'll see numerous shows where we've dealt with Bart Ehrman. But he is a critic of the New Testament and a critic of Christianity, and he's wildly popular for obvious reasons among Muslims. So get to know how to refute Ehrman's stuff. Know your own faith. Know how to defend Christianity. Maybe focus more time on defending Christianity than tearing down Islam. And of course, don't just try to tear down Islam. Please be respectful in asking questions, but learn how to defend your faith. You could use our tools at thebestfacts.com. That's thebestfacts.com to get good at defending your faith. And if you want a good little resource that you could give out to your Muslim friends that goes through some good apologetics, go get Jesus and the Quran by Good News Publishers. That's Jesus and the Quran by Good News Publishers. It's a little tract that I think is an invaluable resource. I gave one of these out to a Muslim woman that I met last week. Okay, number seven, invite them to visit your church. 
We've done this with Muslim friends, and they've often been excited to join us at a Christian church. My dad just last week talked to two Pakistani Muslims that visited his church just because they wanted to know what a Christian church is like. So you might take the initiative to invite them to come to church with you. You might also, here's number eight, invite them to your home for the holidays. Last Christmas, we had six Muslim friends in our house for Christmas. It was a wonderful time. They were eager to know about our holidays, and we were eager to build a friendship with them. And Christmas was a great time to build a friendship in a way that also allowed them to see the truth of the gospel. We got gifts for their kids. We didn't expect it, but they ended up getting gifts for our kids. It was a very special time. So maybe take the initiative to invite them over for the holidays. Number nine, support ministry to Muslims. You may have heard that less than 1% of Christian giving goes to ministry in the 1040 window where they have the most number of non-Christians. I encourage you to flip that statistic on its head. Please be generous with ministry that is reaching out to Muslims around the world. Okay, number 10, the 10th most important way that I'm going to share today for how to share your faith with Muslims, and this is critical, is live out your faith. Christian hypocrites destroy the Christian message with Muslim hearers. So please live out your faith. Respect God's word. Obey God's word. Don't let your lack of integrity blow your testimony with Muslims you're trying to reach out to. Walk in integrity and share the gospel with them. Okay, I'm going to recap these 10 ways that I've shared that you can take the initiative to share the gospel with Muslim friends. Number one, go where they go and take the initiative to meet them where they're at. Number two, build and maintain friendships with them. Number three, talk openly about faith and the gospel. Number four, give them a Bible and encourage them to read it. Number five, get to know where they're coming from. Learn their culture, learn their beliefs, etc. Number six, learn and share some apologetics. Number seven, invite them to visit your church. Number eight, invite them to your home for the holidays. Number nine, support ministry to Muslims. And number 10, live out your faith. Guys, I think if you do these things, you'll be taking a great step to reach out to Muslims for Jesus in a way that most Christians, sadly, are not doing right now. So here's my challenge. I've shared some good tips with you, and you can go to godsolutionshow.com to get this MP3 and to reacquaint yourself with some of these tips. But here's my challenge. I challenge you to adopt a Muslim friend or a Muslim family that you will begin to love like Christ loves them, that you will begin to build a friendship with, and that you will begin to share the gospel with. You will get so much out of this. You'll find that most Muslims are some of the friendliest people you could ever meet, and they will be great, great friends that you enjoy long conversations about God with. I encourage you, adopt a Muslim friend or a Muslim family to build a friendship with them and share Christ with them. You can do it. I'm sure they're all around you. And if you don't know where to start, please start right with the first step I shared today. Go where they go. Maybe go to a Turkish restaurant on a date with your spouse. Or maybe go to a Middle Eastern store and meet some of the people that work there. Build a relationship with them. 
It's not so difficult if you'll just take the initiative, trusting God to do something very special as you reach out in a loving way to Muslims that are all around you. I encourage you also to read A Wind in the House of Islam by David Garrison and No God But One by Nabil Qureshi. Well, you guys, we're all called to make a difference for Jesus. We're all called to make disciples of all nations. None of us get a pass on that. And at the same time, it's extremely exciting to be able to co-labor with God in his great commission. If you're listening today and you've never put your faith and trust in Christ, the Bible says that God loves you, but that you're a sinner that's been separated from God. The Bible tells you that Jesus died for your sins so that by believing in him, you could be forgiven and experience a life of meaning and purpose on this planet and an eternal life with him in heaven. I encourage you, take a step today to believe in Jesus. You might verbalize that right now, saying, Jesus, I believe that you are who you say you are and that you died on the cross for my sins and rose again. Please be my Savior and my Lord. Well, thanks so much for listening. Please go to GodSolutionShow.com to get this show and all of our past shows. And as you do that, please continue to grow in apologetics for all your conversations, but especially in this area of reaching out to Muslim friends with the gospel. Well, like I always say, an open mind, honest heart, humble disposition, and diligent search always lead to Jesus. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. You've been listening to The God Solution. We hope that you were encouraged by what you heard today and are better equipped to share Christ this week. You can get the audio from today's broadcast and all the past God Solution shows at GodSolutionShow.com. Thanks for listening and being a part of The God Solution.